Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 580 WCHS, its employees, or WVRC. Media. And very pleasant good morning to you. You're listening to Ask. And very pleasant good morning to you. You're listening to Ask the Expert. WCHS, the voice of Charleston. I'm Dale Cooper. It's Ask the Expert, but this is a Wednesday. And that means that we have in studio with us this morning, it is Larry Dawson from Larry Dawson's Auto Sales. I was having a hard time kind of uh, uh, getting the resolution on which Wednesday it is. It's not the first Wednesday. That means this must be the third Wednesday yeah. already. Man, I can't believe. No, That means we're almost at December. That means that uh, Thanksgiving's almost here. It's only a week away. Kenny Chesney said don't blink. And the, man, there's the, I mean, wow, man. I can't believe that. I mean, we're... What six weeks from Christmas or something? Yeah, weeks from Christmas. We're closing in, closing in. Uh, I don't even know what all that means at this point. But anyway, you're listening to Ask the Expert this morning. That's Larry Dawson from Larry Dawson's Auto Sales. You can give us a call this morning three zero four three four five fifty eight fifty eight three four five fifty eight fifty eight. You can find out more about Larry Dawson's online. It's LarryDawson's dot com. LarryDawson's dot com located at four eighteen First Avenue South, Nitro, West Virginia. He's been there since nineteen and eighty six. How you doing this morning, Larry? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was telling Sean in the green room. Uh, Coming up out of uh, St. Uh, well, I get on to St. Albans entrance out of Winfield. Uh, if you have to be in Charleston and you're going to make that trip today, give yourself another five minutes. They've changed that. Oh, yeah. uh, yesterday, you would get on, you would actually go across the old bridge and then work yourself to the to the left lane to, to um, continue on. Now it's a dead stop. I mean, there's a stop sign at the St. Alvin's entrance ramp. When I got on, the traffic was backed up, and I thought, oh, heck, there's a wreck. And then as I inched closer, then I realized there's a stop sign. And that's kind of a um, – that's going to be interesting, you know, trying to veer on. That's, uh, it, Sean made mention. He said, you don't have your ball cap on. I said, I think I took it off to have full <laughs> visibility because you got to stretch that neck around. It's it's not a 90-degree stop. It's a 45-degree stop. And you have to be careful. So – Listening audience out there that get beware that if you're going to get on the St. Albans entrance, entrance ramp today going eastbound, it's, it's changed. Um, and, and I, I'm sure it's all they could do, but it's, it's a little different. It's been more than once in my life that I've been wearing a ball cap while driving and I had like some yeah. sort of a, 
tight uh, uh, turn that I had to you know check or yeah. something like that, and I'd forget all about my hat, and I'd end up knocking it down into my face. Yes. <laughs> so good good idea to take it off. Well, you know, when your hair challenged, and I'm out <laughs> in the elements quite a bit, I, I just I just throw a cap. Well, I tell you what, that sun's beating down on you. That that provides a protection, and when you get used, to, it's like putting socks on. I just get up in the morning and. You know, it's just part of the the attire. It's no, I mean, I'm not hiding uh, the uh, the the baldness. I just protecting the skin. Oh yeah, right. You and, don't want to get it burned through yeah. chafed well, or anything. It gets else, a little right. cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, you're right on visibility. When I I just took it off. As a matter of fact, it's out there in the car. But um, it's they'll ask me today is what we're going to talk about, and I guess it's 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 I said nothing's forever. Is is the change? You know, the change of the interstate, but the changing of the. Uh, Automobile, um, you know, probably for the last two years, we've been talking uh, along the um, the uh, subject of the lack of, and it is still not a quantity of cars, but the quantity has increased. The um, the I've seen an uptick in um, transporters on the interstate, and, and I've I think I mentioned a few months back, possibly a year ago, the caller called in. So when do you think you will start seeing signs of of inventory uh, increasing, I said, when you start seeing those transporters on the road, hmm. you know, because I, I believe there's inventory built waiting on ships, but the transporters, I'm seeing a huge uptick in those transporters, and I'm seeing a uptick in um, in the uh, increase of inventory at the new car stores, which, um, you know, we're going into the fall season, the winter season, and interest rates has climbed. The... Um, the volatility of um, trying to um, find that one car when you you know when you're out trying to 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 purchase a car you're going to find more of a uh, a selection. I've said all along I do not think we'll ever see days of yesterday. In other words, walk on where there's acres and acres and acres of inventory. But who knows? I could be wrong. I mean, it may revert back to that. I don't think so. I think that this um, inventory. Uh, selection will be lower than the past by several uh, reasons. One of them, I think the manufacturer found out that you do not have to overproduce, that you can produce. And that's a fine line. How do you how do you not underproduce and how do you overproduce? When you find that sweet spot, just because it's a sweet spot during the times of right now, current, mm-hmm. right. how do we know that's not going to be the sweet spot in the future, we don't. You know, you, you, you try to find that area of comfort and production, or in my case, the area of purchasing cars and inventory cars. I have more inventory than I've had in the last two years. But if, if this was, was, say, 2019 and we were talking, and you'd say, Larry, how's your inventory? I'd say, Dale, I'm a little low. Yeah. But right now, I think I'm a little high. So, we just have to find that sweet spot in this where I'm at right now. I feel comfortable with, but um, you know, interest rates has climbed, and when they do, it uh, it slows the speculation of uh, of buying inventory down a little bit. Maybe you want to back it off a little bit because if you buy that, let's just say twenty five thousand dollar commodity, and you're seven, eight, nine, ten percent interest, you have a different payment range than that commodity at 3% interest. So you have to keep all that in mind. And that buyer, if they don't know, they're soon to find out.
you know, when they go out shopping, and not only for, for an automobile, but a big ticket item, that they're going to find out that nearing 0% has went away. Now, there's some there's some manufacturers that will advertise as 2.9 or whatever it may be, a lower, but it's a buy down. You're paying for it. Right. Don't right. think you're not paying for it. <laughs> you are paying for it. It's, uh, I mean, that was something we did by coming out of the, uh, 18% days that, that we would buy the interest rate down. But how do you buy it down? You buy it down out of the profits. Yeah. That's that. Uh, Back when I was uh, writing mortgages in the uh, in the mid and late nineties, it was pretty common practice yes. that you would buy your rate down when right. you did financing. And rates had just started dropping then, so they had dropped into the sevens and then the sixes right. a little bit. And people um, loved the fact that they could drop their rates because a lot of these folks had double digit rates then, and then they were buying down additional rates sometimes to be able to do that. And so. You brought up a good point before we went on the air, and there's a lot of things that Larry and I talk about. I wish you guys knew how insightful Larry was on a lot of these things. You can tell when we're on the air the stuff Larry talks about. We talk about some things that we don't necessarily want to always put on the air necessarily, but we were talking about a lot of these indicators and stuff before we went on today, and one of the things that I have found over the course of doing this show with you, and you were talking about how things never change, or things always change, they never stay the same, and how... Other companies, they have to figure out how to uh, how to tack this this cruise ship basically yes. when they're moving. I mean, it's not something. You're in one of those industries that are either that are usually lagging indicators of some kind. So it's usually things that have already happened, the economy has already happened by the time that it gets to you. So part of the 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 talent of being Larry Dawson, frankly, is the fact that you've been in this in the business for so long. Even when something strange like the pandemic comes up and th- stuff like that, you got to be able to steward your ship a little bit. You got to figure out where to tack and how long and for what for. That's a talent too. Well, what I have found and and it just it irks me. It's that we all have pet peeves. I I have a very difficult time being around complacent people. Mhm. Because if I had, if I was complacent, I would not be here doing this show because I would not be in the automobile business. I'd be broke. <laughs> because you better be able to move in. If you think today is going to be like tomorrow, excuse me, yesterday, well, it might have similarities, but nothing is duplicates itself. And, and, and it might have trends, but Google, the prime interest rate in the United States, it will say seven. Yeah. Now, how do you make anything less or more than seven? Well, the banks have to succeed and in, in loan money at, at at a profit. So that is seven plus their markup. It's not the automobile dealer. You know, it is the the, it's the lending practices of, of the banking institution. They borrow the money from the feds. The, 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 the prime right now is 7%. Probably is going to go up. It may not jump three-quarters of a point, but I, I do believe it's in a um, traje- trajectory going north. And it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's slowing the economy down. It's slowing down the uh, overbuying, overspending. You know, it was tapped the brakes a little bit because it created inflation, and I'm – once again, I'm not talking politics, but when you take fistful of money and throw them in the economy, what's it going to do? It's going to get spent. And it's probably going to get overspent. And there's going to be people purchasing things that they probably didn't need to purchase. And I think the next trend that we're going to see, I've already started seeing it, I've read about it, is foreclosures and repossessions. Because there was a lot of commodities, not only automobiles that was purchased, that probably did not need to be purchased. 
and I'm in the selling business. That goes against the grain of what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, sell, sell, sell. But I'm a realist. I know there's a tomorrow's market, and I've said this before. It's like a sheep. You can shear that sheep many, many times. You can only kill it once. Yeah, yeah, very true. You, you get more out of it maybe long term. Exactly. Yeah. So the the customer base is out there. You know, we have to be cautious of how we approach that customer base because we would like a repetitive customer base. They're not. I mean, are they building new people? Obviously, there is. But <laughs> we have births every day. But we're in a declining population in West Virginia. Right. So we, you know, let's just speak. Eh, in layman's terms, they're not building people in West Virginia. Right. We, we, we do have births, but we have the door going out right. more than coming in. Right. Uh, we, we have, uh, some jobs coming in in Mason County that's, um, this plant that they're building is, um, going to be a very good uptick for the people along that Ohio River in the Mason County, Gallia County, up and down through there, uh, because it's an influx of a new plant. And there are spots in West Virginia. But I've been, a, you know, around the Charleston-Huntington automobile world most of my life. And I've watched it decline. When I went in business, I mean, we had some plants. We had some stinky old plants there in Nitro, but produced a lot of workers. And, and for your industry, having the – it's different. You can have a million restaurants that open up, you know, in the service industry. And right. not always, but a lot of times restaurant workers service single workers a lot of the time. Not yes. always. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very gross stereotype. But it is, it is true, generally speaking, you have more single folks that are in, like, retail industries and in, in restaurant industries and different things like that. Back Historically speaking, anyway, when you talk about factory work and manufacturing and different things like that, you not only got – you know, at the time to work, or maybe you only had one uh, primary uh, breadwinner in the family, but it usually came along with a family unit. And what a family unit would mean is you would possibly need a second car. You know, you not only had your primary car, but you needed a second car for the for one of the spouse or whatever. You'd have kids, so you have your two point two kids or whatever, and sure. the kids would age into needing vehicles eventually. That the whole it's not just creating the job; it's creating the infrastructure of the family that supports other local businesses and stuff. And you don't get that as much anymore because the service industry caters to different types of uh, family units, and there's it doesn't have an undertow of as much retail activity. Well, that's entirely true. If if you just take nitro, uh, we had a change in the supermarket there was a fire i hope it's re- going to reopen i don't know i can't speak for the gentleman that owns it um but then you go on down to 25 or yeah 25 or 62 excuse me uh, coming down into putnam county we lost the poker food fair uh, oh, we, man, yeah. we lost the uh, Hur- or the Winfield uh, supermarket in the last 10 years, and Hurricane has lost theirs. So if we are in a growing uh, community base with lots of children, and like you said, we're, why would these grocery stores went away? Yeah. There's always a spot. I, I know that the uh, gentleman's going to do a 9 o'clock show is a uh, – uh, works for the Parmar industry, Parmar Grocery and, and convenience stores. And they are picking up in some of those points. I saw where they opened one up in Clay in the last few months and uh, well needed. Yeah, well needed. a little convenience store attached to yes. that one. Yeah, much yes. needed, yeah. But you take uh, these rural areas that uh, the growth isn't um, going like it was in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and even the 90s where I grew up and down in the – Scott Depot uh, hurricane area where I woke up to the sound of saws and the sounds of saws was they were building houses and we just don't have that like we once did 
and it's you, you go northern West Virginia up around West and and all of a sudden the landscaping changes. I mean, there is there are some technical jobs, government jobs, uh, surrounded around the uh, hospital up there, which is a maybe be the largest employer in West Virginia. I'm not sure. Then you have the university, so you have all that money, and you start seeing it west and going north. Um, it's uh, it's moving around, and it's a moving target, and you can't pick your automobile dealership up and chase the the the, the, <laughs> the population. Uh, grow somewhere else or the population decline you can't say oh i'm going to give up you just have to find a different way to uh you know obviously the internet is a great source to uh, show your product in uh, outlying areas that you may not service but uh, my little community of uh, I, I would say between nitro and going down toward uh, red house and winfield and hurricane over through there that seems like the er- area that we service or we uh, we do the majority of our sales and purchases. I we buy a lot of cars from individuals for whatever reason that has sold to us over the years, and um, they just feel comfortable in coming to. Uh, it, it, it's a brand, you know. When you go out and you established a brand, and I think Danny Jones has taught me that word is, you know, the place to go is Nitros when he had his um, rib uh, uh, restaurant, but that kind of sticks. And and so the brand that I've created is a real simple brand. I mean, we're we're not we're not large in any scale, but we are basically the same people that's been there for many years. I mean, my employees, I'm blessed with longevity. I have not moved uh, the real estate. I've expanded the real estate. I just recently in that phone call I got, I just recently bought Nitro Shade Awning, which was next door. Uh, the gentleman decided to uh, go out of business. It was a institution been there for a long time. The uh, the, the gentleman that built the uh, building was a previous Chevrolet dealer, uh, uh, J.D. Landers, in um, Hurricane. Uh, you have to be kind of old to remember that, but he was the, also in the automobile business. But I just recently purchased the building. We're doing a rehab on it to build, uh, believe it or not, a showroom. Is that right? I'm going to put a um, I'm going to put a six to seven car showroom, not staffed with people. It's going to be staffed with automobiles, but you can take ten steps from. I mean, our property lines join mm-hmm. and step right in. I have a vision of what I want, and uh, it's going to be nostalgic in a way. Oh, it's not going nice. to be a step back. There's not going to be antiques and '57 Chevrolets and all that. There's just going to be automobiles, but you know, like. Maybe I purchase a convertible when it's going into fall, and I may put that in there. And it's going to be just a little bit different. I've done this once before with a building I had, but the building was located. You had to drive to it. It was right there in Nitro. I mean, it was a long walk or short drive, but this is next door. And it has a concrete floor with a, with a basement, and uh, it's road frontage. And when I get done with it, you're going to drive by. And, hey, look here. There's a showroom. And uh, automobiles started out being sold in showrooms, and uh, I've, I've uh, when when I bought this building, I had an idea, I had a thought, I just didn't know if I was going to go all the way with it, but I think I am. I, I, I'm headed in that direction, and let me tell you what that is. That's not being complacent. <laughs> That's not sitting there at a desk staring into a monitor. Mm-hmm. That's not sitting there going, oh, I'm going to wait on it up. That's being creative and trying to bring in a customer or a, or a potential person wants to sell an automobile. 
and and that's being productive uh, by looking and having some foresight. And that's just has always been me. And I've tried to surround myself with those type of individuals to say, let's look in the future and let's try to move the needle. And let me tell you something. I've tried it before. And I haven't always been successful. I've had to abort missions before. In other words, I thought, this isn't not working. And I'm the first to admit that. I'm the first to admit a mistake. And I'm first to try to say, okay, i got to eliminate my losses here. And let's move on to the next. Not throw my, my hands up in the air and and, uh, and walk away from uh, a project. And, and even more importantly, we'll go ahead and go to our break after this, but even more importantly on that, you don't, you don't uh, and this again goes back to, I think, your your depth of experience in, in your industry, you don't keep on putting bad money after bad money. Yeah. You know, if you if you make a mistake, and people make mistakes, or maybe you mistimed um, an idea that would have worked at a different point in time, whatever it might be, knowing when to kind of pull the plug on that and not to uh, overtip how much uh, expenditure you put into it is is really one of the keys. Before we break, let me make yeah. this comment. You know what is worse than making a bad decision? What's that? Not making a decision. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and that drives me crazy. Yeah, right. Uh, give me a bad one. But give me Just one. make some decision, right? Yes. That's Larry Dawson from Larry Dawson's Auto Sales. We're taking your phone calls. If you have any questions for Larry about the automobile industry, maybe you're in the market for a previously used vehicle, you're looking to see what it takes to sell one right now or purchase one, or you have some other question, maybe about Nitro, or you want to share a testimonial, any of those things, you're welcome to give us a call this morning, 304-345-5858, 304-345-5858. You can text over your responses to 304-935-5008, 304-935-5008. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we still have more from Larry Dawson's Auto Sales. Online at Larry Dawson's LarryDawson's.com, located 418 First Avenue in Nitro, West Virginia. He's been there since 1986. We'll give you his uh, phone number and all those contact details when we come back. We'll take a break and be back after this. This is Ask the Expert with Larry Dawson on 580 WCHS, the voice of Charleston. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job and your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Dave Allen. It's time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics uses advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, and no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics and Cross Lanes for a free consultation now. Call 304-202-5566. 304-202-5566. QC Kinetics can get you moving pain-free again. 304-202-5566. Wouldn't it be nice to start your day with a homemade breakfast? And a freshly ground, whole bean roasted cup of coffee? Well, at Tudor's Biscuit World, every day starts with freshly cracked eggs, sizzling bacon and sausage, and you can't forget the mouth-watering, made-from-scratch buttermilk biscuits, hot from the oven. Stop by today and enter to win a Ford F-150 or $100 Tudor's gift card. No purchase necessary. Sounds great. Tastes better. Tudor's Biscuit World.
You're listening to Ask the Expert, WCHS, the voice of Charleston. I'm Dale Cooper. Larry Dawson is in studio with us this morning. We're taking your phone calls at 304-345-5858. Taking your text questions or comments to 304-935-5008. Now, you might have a comment on this. Larry, uh, uh, I see that you brought a, uh, a book into the, the studio, and I, we talked about what it was about. But you and I have discussed this just a little bit off air, and you've discussed it a lot on air. I'll let you set this up, because this is pretty cool. When I was a young... Uh a young man at 22, I was selected to be on a jury and uh, what was known as the pot plane trial. It was a it was it was a trial that lasted six months in the federal court here in Charleston. It was um, a DC six came in to Charleston. Uh, it had marijuana on board. It had a lot of marijuana on board. Uh, it ran off the runway over the hill and there was a crash and the suspects was arrested. Um, and I was a part of that jury. I sat in a and in the federal courthouse for six months, and so it um, it was a very um, l- very good learning experience for a young man that didn't understand the judicial system. Mm, sure. At twenty two people, you know, at, at sixty two, most people don't. But I got one hundred one and one hundred two. I mean, I got to full, and there was a, a house full of powerful, smart attorneys, judges, prosecutors, and there was defendants. Just, just one quick question. Yes. Setting the context for this, this is back. This was in what, what was the year? Nineteen eighty. So this was in nineteen eighty. So the um, the the background noise on marijuana was not no, the same no, as what it is now. No. Today, this story, and as we talk about it, it it's kind of a funny story, yes. you know, because you know it's, it's weed, you well, know, it's you know it's weed. But back then, it was we it was marijuana. Well, there, there's devil a, weed. Yeah, there was. There's more of that story, and and if Timmy DePiro's listening, and Timmy was U.S. Attorney and a friend, we joke about that because I think he said that. Well, it's only marijuana, so the defendants jumped when that got T-shirts sure, and sure. badges. But anyway, where yeah, I was go going ahead, with the story sorry. is that during the um, between the time of the ending of the trial and current today, obviously I'm a business person. I. I, I I think I'm a friendly person, and I like meeting people, and I like gathering up a network of people. And over the years, um, one of the defense attorneys and I have become friends. His name's John Carrico, and I'm having lunch with him today. We lunch once a month. He represented one of the defendants. Had nothing to do with the trial, how our friendship started. We we might talk about it briefly. And as he and I, we sit over at Danny's, and we talked about it. He had been in contact with one of the defendants, not the defendant he represented, but one of the defendants that came in town last year and WCHS and I think Metro News and some others did uh, a story, and his name is Jerome Lill, and he was on board the airplane. And he and Tim DePiro, which Tim was the U.S. attorney at the time, uh, they met and they did a news article on it. Well, it sparked my interest once again into the into the pot plane. And normally around the first week in June, I make mention of it while I'm doing my show here. Well, I asked Mr. Carrico. I said, John, is it okay? I would I would like to I'd like to talk to Jerry. He said, Larry, I think Jerry'd like to talk to you because he knows you and I lunch, and he slid me his telephone number. I waited a few days, and I called Jerry, and we talked on the phone. He said, Larry, I have a book that I'm promoting. It's down here at Taylor Bookstore, and it's also online at Amazon called The Final Approach. In the Battle of Angels, it's a God's thing. And he was a marijuana smuggler. I mean, that's what he did for a living. 
and because of a series of events, and he says that you are one of them because you found me guilty and, and some other things that's happened in my life, I've changed my life. And I want to tell my story that with alcoholism and drug abuse, you can change your life. And I have written this book. Well, he called, texted me about two weeks ago, and he said, Larry, I'm coming in town. I have my publisher and da-da-da. And he said, I'd like to meet you. So John Carrico was supposed to pick him up airport. John had had not a good reaction to um, to a booster shot. And he called me, and he said, Larry, would you mind going to the airport and picking Jerry up, Jerome Lill? I said, well, okay, I will. Now, mind you, we were both very young. He was a defendant. I was a jury person. And and in his case, he was found guilty and had to do prison time. I had not seen him in quite some time, 42 years. He walks off the airplane. I told him I was sitting out. It was a beautiful Sunday day. I said, I'm just sitting on the rear bumper of my Denali. And he walked out. We shook hands, went downtown, had lunch. Uh, took him to his hotel, and the day after that, that was on a Sunday, on a Tuesday, Tim DePiro, which was U.S. Attorney, Larry Dawson, me, the defendant, Jerome Leal, that excuse me, I was the jury person, the defendant, Jerome Leal, and John Carrico, that represented one of the defendants, we had lunch over at Soho's. And it was a really good lunch. I had not seen Tim in quite some time. I really liked Timmy. And John and I have remained friends. And Jerry and I, I think, now are friends, um, kind of a, a different beginning. But the ending is much better. And we chit-chat. But I've, I'm reading this book. I have not got through the entirety of the book. But – it goes back to where, you know, nothing is forever. He was he was not a drug smuggler or, excuse me, a marijuana smuggler all his life. It was a period of his life, but he changed his life. And, you know, I have seen obstacles in my life that I wanted to throw my hands up and just give up. Right. I think, I personally think, maybe because I was a part of it, this was be this would be a perfect movie. It's, it has all the parts of How it. How many DC-6 in the United States of America crashed and burned with 12, 13, 14 tons of pot, and the defendants, four of them, was on board that airplane, was not killed? First yeah, of all, yeah. the plane exploded because it had oxygen in it after it threw these gentlemen out. One of the people that was arrested that was not on board the airplane but was at the airport is a gentleman, and if you if listening audience, Google this. Leon Gast, G-A-S-T. Leon Gast produced a movie when we were kings, the Muhammad Ali movie, and won an Academy Award. He was one of the people that was arrested in this debacle smuggling a marijuana in Charleston, West Virginia. Is that right? Yes. I've seen that movie. I didn't know that. Yes. Well, he, I mean, he's the producer. And one of the credits of, I think, Cinematology, if I'm pronouncing that right, pronouncing that right, Cinematology, anyway, was a gentleman by the name of Shane Zarentash. His father was under, he was in the government under the Shah of Orion. He was one that was arrested. In his, and if you Google Shane Zarentash, he's known for doing either sound or production in movies. And this was a little old boy like myself that was raised in Scott Depot, West Virginia, that sat in the chair and watched all this unfold. 
And so, yes, it has a special meaning to me. I'm not promoting smuggling. I'm just promoting this gentleman's book and the change of his life. Because if you read his book, he had a very difficult life, self-inflicted, self-inflicted. But Jerry recognized that. And Jerry has went on to do something about that life. And he told me, he said, Larry, I'm not selling this book for profit, even though there is a profit involved. He said, when I see someone along the streets that's down and out, I give him this book. We got a call. We have a call, and it's Jerry uh, has called in this morning. Jerry, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, Larry, I am so sad that I missed your your lunch with Jerry because you may know that I've had that entire history of the pot plane crash on my website yes. for many years, yes. along with photos and, and such. And I bought the book um, about a week or two ago, and I'm just starting to get into the book. Yes. And, it, and it's very interesting. And had I known that you were intimately involved in this, I would have contacted you some more information maybe to add to the history of that on my website uh i'm assuming you've you've seen what i've yes. put up there. oh yes that, and and i had to go to your website to do a little uh, update in my mind because it had been so many years jerry so when we were talking in the conversation with jerome um that I could, you know, names was coming up, Michael Pollock and, and Harry Sheeler, names was coming up that I could reference back in my memory, go, yeah, I know, I know who he is. Uh, I tell you, Jerry, if you will call my, you still have my cell phone number where you called me. I don't think so. I tell you what, call my office, leave me yours, because okay. Jerry will be coming back in town, I do not know when. Uh-huh. But when Jerry comes back in town, you'll be a part of our lunch. That would be great. Thank you. Yes, sir. All yes, right. Sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Sounds great. That's uh, uh, Larry Dawson from Larry, Dawson, Larry Dawson's Auto Sales is here. By the way, that phone number is uh, not everybody can call and you know get part of this lunch. But if you're interested in, in a uh, vehicle and uh, we need to talk to Larry Dawson's Auto Sales, you can do that at 304-727-0464. And now you're bringing, bringing together, you know, you might as well reach out to Bob Brunner because yeah, I've, I've, I've heard a version of this story from him as well. Get me Bob's telephone. Sure. I have it right here. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, let, let me tell you one more bit of this story. And I find it. I find it humorous, but I understand the concern and the love of of, of the concern. When when I went to the airport to pick uh, Jerry up, uh, most some people knows him by Jerome. I call him Jerry, but anyway, my grandson was playing football, and and um, Kim went to the football game, and and her daughter Jenny said, "Where's Larry?" And she said, "Well, you're not going to believe this, but she." T- she told she told Jenny where I was at and who I was picking up. She said, "Mom, how do we know he's not going to hurt Larry?" Yeah, I mean, you put him in jail after yeah. all, right? And she said, "Oh my goodness!" So Kim, Kim, then her mind kicks in and she texts me. She said, "Jenny is very worried about you." I said, first of all, Jerry's fine, and Jerry met with the, the U.S. attorney, the real guy that could put him in jail Good point. last year on TV that went national that's all over the website, and Timmy's doing quite well, so I think I'm going to be just fine. And I said, thank her for her concern, and, and that's great. And uh, it, I didn't even tell Jerry that. We, we talked about everything under the sun that we could condense in three hours. 
And, uh, but it was funny that a young person and, and Jenny is 34 ish, five ish. She doesn't know the pot play. She doesn't know anything about that. You, you've got to be probably 50 or above to remember this. We should maybe do a show on, I, I'm ser- I'm sitting here thinking and I'm thinking about all the people just that I've oh, done yes. shows with. You, you've, you were intimately involved with yes. it. Uh, Harvey Payton obviously has a lot to comment on it anyway yes. from the legal aspect. Uh, Danny was involved oh, with it yeah. at the time and he, I've heard his version of it and Bob Brunner was covering it. Yes. I mean, there's a, there's something there to discuss because there's a lot of interest in this thing. Even the, the people that you named, no one has six months like I did. Right. The only other yeah. person did would been a defense lawyer or the prosecutor, the, the U.S. attorneys or the judge himself. I mean, I sat in that room and, and Jerry did ask me, he said, do you know of other jurors? And I said, Jerry, I was the youngest in that jury pool by a lot of years. And I said, the only one that I really stayed in contact with, she lived in Richwood, died this year up in her 80s. So there's been, there's been a couple people that has reached out to me, but it was their father or mother. Right. Ed, Ed Sisson is a friend of mine on Facebook. His father was, his father has since passed on. But I think of the jury, the majority, I mean, I, I don't like saying they've passed on. They're either very elderly or they have passed. But you were so young. Oh, I was very thing. young. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just it. I was the 22-year-old jury person. So even if a jury person was still relatively young in their 40s, yes. that would still make them it, right. fairly old today. Yeah, the 1980 yeah. was 42 years ago. Right. So 40, you're at 82. Right. Uh, you know, my son was born during the, this trial. They stopped the trial. I asked it, Judge uh, Copenhagen, I said, I'm going downtown. My son, my, my wife is in labor. And so he dismissed, he asked the uh, defense, you know, all the defense, oh, yeah, get, we want out. Anyway, my son was born, and he was born June the 10th, 1980. And that was, I was downtown. Actually, the U.S. Marshals come downtown to get me, to take me to Judge Copenhagen's office because Fred Van Winkle, the, the, uh, the doctor was delivering my son, you know, had called and said, hey, Mrs. Dawson is in labor. So, you know, there was a lot of things that happened uh, during that time. First of all, I was young. My son was born. Uh, it was huge news all over uh, yeah, I mean, you Charleston. were. Imagine what that news would be today oh, with yeah. social media. Right, that thing right. would be like there would be national media here yeah, covering exactly, the story. Exactly. The newspaper clippings. Uh, my wife at the time would would cut up. My wife has since passed on that uh, Larry's mother. But and there's been a lot of people. Uh, we just lost one of the defendants this year. Yes, this year he was one of the deputy sheriffs that was acquitted. Uh, he, he uh, you know, I said he passed one this year. I, in the last couple of years, time does move on. It it may have been two or three years, ago. especially during COVID. I, oh, I, I know. everything's all screwed up. Yeah, it, being of my age, um, everything happened in the year. Uh, year two. are correct, and you know, now that you, re, I'm reflecting back. Mr. Chadwick did by, uh, die pre-COVID. And I abruptly said this year, then I thought, no, no, no. It all compresses. It's all compressed. That's Larry Dawson from Larry Dawson's Auto Sales. You can find out more information online. It's LarryDawson's.com. LarryDawson's.com. His phone number is 304-727-0464. First Avenue South in Nitro, West Virginia. He's been there since 1986. That's where you need to go if you need to uh, look into some previously used vehicles. Again, that's Larry Dawson from Larry Dawson's Auto Sales. 304-727-0464. 727-0464. And I guess we'll see you the first Wednesday of December.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're in need of a property insurance partner to help your business remain resilient, FM Global is the perfect choice. We employ science, data, and research to help assist you in making informed risk mitigation decisions. We will collaborate with you to identify and reduce risks linked to natural disasters while providing solutions that promote a more sustainable future. Let's prepare to prosper.